0: Welcome to Word Quota with Beck McNew, where I talk honestly about life in my words and speak life through the word. Now, you may have noticed that the intro music was not my typical Word Quota with Beck intro music, and that is because my friend Nay, who's with us today, many moons ago had an album, and I wanted to incorporate some of her music on today's podcast because her music is as much a part of her story as any spoken word is. As you know, my interviews are usually longer than my regular episodes, so in some transitional places, I'm going to insert little clips of her music. That does not mean that the podcast is done, unless I give clear indication that it is the end. We're still going. There's more to come after that tiny little musical interlude. I hope it blesses you. We talk about social media, God changing the plans of our lives, our families. She talks about being a bonus mom after a painful divorce, health issues, and mental health issues, and just trusting God in the midst of all of that. It is a jam-packed episode. I'm so excited. So without further ado, let's get right to it with Naomi Holder. I'm ecstatic about today's episode because it's (laughs) drumroll. It's story time with Beck and Nate. If you've listened to my very first episode, you've heard her name. Nay was a huge inspiration behind the name of the podcast, as we've often discussed our mutual word quotas, are mm-hmm. all-the-wordiness wonder-twinning, mm-hmm. and in fact, she words for a living, as she says.
1: Well, yeah, almost for a living. It's not really quite that much money, but still, it's, it, it's something I do every day and have for a long time.
0: It's yes, because one of your jobs is being an actual legit radio DJ yeah. for like a real station.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's It's for um, 88.7 the cross in Louisiana. And I may be like the seventh wonder of the world because this is the only station I've ever worked for in 18 years. And most people probably juggle several stations or, you know, either move up or move in a different direction throughout their career. This has literally been the only station I've worked for for 18 years.
0: That is very impressive. Also, aren't there already seven wonders of the world? Probably. Wouldn't you be the eighth? Maybe. We'll have to... I don't know how many there are
1: exclusively, so I, I have no idea. I... I usually say I was homeschooled, but that's probably not funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm homeschooled. We can say that. To all you homeschoolers, disclaimer that we're not dissing you because we are you. Exactly. (laughs) I am you.
1: Are you kidding? I was homeschooled before it was cool. And
0: oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so it's been too long since story time with Beck and Nay. We had our first story time back in January when I visited you in your little mm-hmm. Hobbit house in Waco. I know, it was And it's beca- I call it the Hobbit house because of the door You'll have to check her out. Hey, plug already What is your Instagram handle well, Okay, it's on my mind. My
1: IG handle is Happy Holder Home and um, I usually tell people it's not because we're trying to put off this facade that we're happy all the time in this little corner of our world, but that we try to choose happy. I feel like love is a choice and I believe that happy is a choice too, no matter what situation you're in. So that's why we chose the name Happy Holders. Happy Holder Home just seemed like the best thing because I kind of went into the home decor focus um, a little more than a year ago now. And so that's how we became the Happy Holder Home thing on Instagram. And um, it's been crazy. It's how I met you.
0: And also it's alliterative and you're a pastor's kid. And so we speak in alliterations. Yeah, for our <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Three point sermon. And if you go to that, you can see her Hobbit yes. door, which is fantastic. We love this house.
1: We lo- we love the home. It, it is a rental though in Waco. We are still trying to find our forever happy holder home. But for now, I'm just trying to figure out how, when we leave here, to take the door with us because it's 1940s, gorgeous, round, just beautiful. Um, it's it's got to come with this. I don't know how I'm gonna do without it.
0: But confession, juvenile confession, Tudor, which is the style of your yes. home. It still makes me laugh I'm like a sixth <laughs> grader. <laughs> It just automatically makes you live in a tutor. Flatulence. <laughs>
1: I know as somebody who's also taught voice lessons and worked with kids and, and lessons and stuff, you just, it's really good to have that that childish place in your mind, just that sense of humor that is still kind of in awe of different things. And to me, there's so much value in the silliness, to be honest, because we, there are so many serious and really just hurtful things and things that we deal with in life. And so there's a lot of silly going on over here, I can tell you right I now. I used
0: to blame like my not being able to wear white clothes on my children spilling on me, but now they're too big to blame <laughs> them and really. Really, it's just because. I'm yeah,
1: it was you the whole time.
0: So I don't know if I can blame my juvenile humor on them or not, but I'll embrace that. That was really meaningful. That's awesome. So when we did our Instagram live in January, several of our friends hopped on with us, which was so much fun. Yes, it was. But we can't do that. So we're going to have to come up with our own content because before we talked about them. We
1: did. I know. Uh, you'd think we'd be pros at talking about ourselves, but uh, I think you and I both <laughs> love other people's stories and kind of sharing their stuff because, I don't know, I just, that's why. I love people, even though I am that extrovert slash introvert who gets exhausted by people. I really do do have to kind of have my own time and get away, but I really do love people. and I love stories. And that's one of the reasons why I started the home decor stuff, not just because it's a passion of mine. And I do love that expressing that creativity, but getting to know you and so many of our friends that, that kind of jumped on that day were it's, it's invaluable to me. I just have met so many people here in the U S across the world that, I just would have never met otherwise beyond the silly little Instagram app.
0: I met you on Instagram through home decor decor, home decor stuff, but I'm not actually a home decor account. I'm very bingy in like what interests me and what Mm -hmm. speaks to me. And so at the time that I found you, Home Decor has spoken to me through being a sanctuary. In fact, if you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen to my interview with Rachel Ann Ridge. She had a blog called homesanctuary.com. And I found that site when I was very just isolated, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she put out that idea of home being a sanctuary. And I used to never, ever want to be at home. That was the last place that I wanted to be. And of course, autoimmune Issues have kind of grounded me there, which made me resent that a little bit. I understand that, too. But then I just embraced it. You know, God totally changed my mindset to just appreciate what he's given me and to find worship in yeah. all the details. And so I started seeing, even though I'm not this super decorator person, I started following home decor accounts because they just started speaking to me. Just like you can go outside and see God in the ocean or in the sunset. He was speaking to me through home yeah. decor and I... Found you kind of through a rabbit trail of that whole loop of yeah. people. And I found a lot of great people on that, honestly. Even though I hardly post any home decor stuff anymore, there are some people who have just been really sweet yeah. to my soul.
1: I, I find that it's been valuable for me, too, because I, too, struggle with autoimmune issues and honestly still on the journey of trying to figure out what to call it. Um, but home has always been a haven for me. But I, again, when it comes to people's stories and connecting with them, I want to help people fall in love with their home. That's another part of why I started doing this and even why years ago I started decorating was to help people think outside the box, first of all, because most people don't know what to do with their stuff. And then some people, even if they figure out where to hang something on the wall, they don't really know how to make it feel like this cozy place where their family wants to come home and just curl up together and just be a family. And so for some reason, whether it's just a gift or the creativity part that just flows through me, I've been able to help people do that. And that's really the most important thing beyond staging homes and even making any money off of the job. Like I really do love being able to help people fall in love with their home so that way their family and everyone can connect. And it's a place that they do get excited about running back to. It is kind of a double-edged sword in the home decor thing when you do struggle with autoimmune because there is a lot of isolation. Instagram has been a huge part, not only inviting friendships into my life that have blessed me to my core, but it also kind of took me outside of that, oh, woe is me, self-depression, things like that. I really didn't know what I was going to do with my life. We had just moved to Waco from Louisiana, uh, from Monroe and West Monroe area. And I knew I loved home decor. I had pursued music my entire life, sang with my Family, singer songwriter, done the radio thing. But then last year, when I found us, you know, here away from all of that, all the jobs that I had worked, all the connections, moving to a new town, I wanted to finally surrender to something else and and focus on some other things and other passions that I had. So that's kind of where it started. But jumping in and saying yes to that and saying yes to get outside of myself, to sharing what I love, to getting to know people and to start cultivating different relationships with people again all over the world has made such a difference in my life. And I feel like it's really been an amazing platform for ministry and to reach people that I would have never gotten to speak to or touch their life in any way whether it's encourage them or give them some inspiration with their home, but it goes much deeper than that. It gets to their heart, their soul, and some of the daily struggles that we might have in common.
0: So when you feel like you are so isolated and alone in things, you can find people across the globe that relate to you in some way. It's just amazing. And following your Instagram decoration stories, one of my favorite things, and Part of the reason why it's my favorite thing is because I know that, like, you weren't seeking it out this way on purpose, is a lot of the people whom you have decorated for are people that are not from here, whose original home is somewhere else. And God has just put them in your path and allowed them to make a home and to feel at home when they're completely away from everything that they know. Yeah. And that,
1: that, that includes countries. That's what's been so mind blowing. Um, When I first started the Instagram thing, I did surrender it to the Lord. I don't know if I've told many people that, but I do remember praying, Lord, you know, you've used me in ministry and music my entire life. And I know this is another way that reaches people because it gets directly to their inner sanctuary. It gets directly to where they hide away from the rest of the world, their home. And so, Lord, use this somehow. And there have been families. I got to help decorate a family and make a home for people who were coming from Colombia, a husband and wife and their son who had left all they knew, And trying to leave the horrendous things that were going on there uh, to escape and start a new life together, and it was just the most beautiful experience to create a haven for them, um, for them to come here and to basically welcome them to America. (laughs) And so it was just, of course, I don't speak any Spanish, not one word, and I I can't do even say thank you very well. (laughs) Somehow, even through all of that, not being able to understand each other, the Lord, I believe, used that love and interpreted that love for us to be able to speak to each other. And I don't know, it was just a really cool experience.
0: Because countries aside and languages aside, we're more alike than we're different. And I so appreciate you being able to share that on your stories, because I think we're in a climate right now where we get pitted against us versus them a lot. And to be able to put humanity on people and not a nationality, or an ethnicity, or a political party. And I don't mean strip people of their culture. I think we need to embrace it all. I'm not talking about ignore it, but to see the beauty in everything that God created as the one human race. I love that. In fact, we all got to help participate uh, in Christmas. You were Santa Claus. Yeah, it it was amazing.
1: That was one of the first things that really happened last year, even though I started my account technically in April. It was around September, October when I started just sharing a little bit, hey, they're coming and uh, Oscar's here, has been working for several months trying to get ready for his wife and son and he has nothing. He had literally made, handmade their beds and that's all they had in the apartment and maybe a few dishes. There was an absolutely nothing else. And as soon as I started sharing that, I started seeing people's hearts show up. And, and when people's hearts show up, their wallet shows up and they put, they put their money where their heart is. And that's what happened. They started giving so we could give them a big Christmas and help welcome them home. And it, it made me fall in love with this community that I was becoming a part of even harder. Like I, I wanted to jump into it even more. I wanted to share more. And the more I shared, the more I was able to show this precious family and all that they were going through the more people showed up. And and I'm telling you from all walks of life, people from all over the world, it was just the coolest experience to learn that people really did fall in love with this family too. And they wanted to love on them, a complete stranger. That was the biggest form of ministry that I never knew was going to come through Instagram.
0: So that was Columbia. Just how many nationalities, like first generation nationalities has God just put in your path for you um here recently
1: i've started working with um this beautiful this beautiful girl she has been in the u.s for around 18 19 years but her and her family are from rwanda um they all have their own stories i haven't heard them fully yet but they all came over from rwanda africa and they as much as she loves and wants to remember her culture there she did experience firsthand the tragedy of death and even losing a sibling and seeing horrific situations going on around her. And so she came here to school, to college. That's how she first got over here. And she just was so ready to leave. She wanted to get away. She wanted to escape. It's really, really just a beautiful story. And now she has a gorgeous family, a husband and Two beautiful children and her sister and brother are also here. They've come over in the last few years and she loves the Lord. She is such an amazing girl. I just... I cannot wait to hear more of her story, but to know that I was able to go in and decorate her home and give her a home here in the U.S., again, of her dreams, even though she's been here for a long time. This was her first home to get to decorate and really show her personality in. And it was just a blessing to get to do that, too.
0: It's been a blessing to watch it unfold. And then who is uh, your nail guy? I can't oh, think of
1: yes. Name. OK, my friend JJ, he is from Vietnam. OK, so my friend JJ is um, has a nail salon here and I met him also last year. And he was actually going to be leaving the nail salon he was in and wanted to start his own business, his very first official salon here in the U.S. And he's been here for about six years, is an official citizen of the U.S. and was actually working towards bringing his wife over. And they had been married for about a year and separated that whole time. So he started this new shop and I basically volunteered and said, hey, I this is what I do. I, I wouldn't mind helping decorate and, and helping you get some things ready for your new place. And so we, we we did a five-day renovation on his little shop and turned it into what was a kind of a industrial supply storage closet into his salon and that again was exhausting and thankfully I had my husband along with me he helps me in all these projects but to be able to physically handle all of it but it was five days that we had to turn it around and he had his first salon like officially here in the U.S. and it was such that was a cool experience too.
0: So tell me a little bit about your family.
1: My family um, did not happen in the conventional way. I uh, was married for about 10 years, and that was during the time I was doing ministry and as a singer, songwriter, and kind of traveling full time in music and pursuing that as a career in ministry. And unfortunately, that all came to crash and burn to the ground. And I went through a season where the Lord just, uh, He allowed all of this stuff to be stripped from my life. And I went through a painful divorce and my identity was really messed with. And I really didn't know who I was anymore. And I think I had really built up a lot of unhealthy stuff. I just went through a lot when I went through the divorce and kind of stepped away from even singing all the time and writing all the time. I went through this time where I just surrendered to the Lord and even did some crazy things. Like for me, crazy going on a mission trip to Wales was probably one of the biggest steps of faith I had ever taken but knew that that was what I was supposed to do to surrender everything to him and to focus on serving other people instead of sitting at home crying because I had lost, you know, this love of my life that for whatever reason, this marriage was over. And when I did that, I had no idea, of course, that the Lord was about to take all of these ashes and (laughs) all of this pain and suffering and loss and the grief that I was going through in my obedience and turn it around and change my life forever by introducing me again to my husband now, who is Cody, and I call him Hubbin. Everybody calls him Hubbin. <laughs> hashtag sorry, Hubbin. Most, most people don't even know his first name, actually, <laughs> um, and which is why it's also led on Instagram to the hashtag sorry, Hubbin, which I may have to have T-shirts made for that now. But um, anytime I go and spend and (laughs) shop. I might wear
0: that. You would wear that? I I might wear that. Mine (laughs) isn't so much spending and shopping as it is projects. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Hey, I feel awful today. Can you take the kids to their practice? Hashtag
1: sorry, (laughs) hubby. That's exactly it. That's right. Anytime. Yeah. that I need to apologize for anything. It's just a hashtag. Sorry. Humming, but um, hey, the
0: alternator went out in the car. Can you learn how to replace that? <laughs> oh my word. We're leaving in two days. Yep.
1: That that's another way we're wonder twinning, by the way. I know we just got yes. off track, but that my husband has been plugging in his car for about a week that's real life.
0: Oh my goodness. It's so funny because we joke about the wonder twin thing and we clarify we're wonder twins but not wonder clones. Correct. We are we have some big differences, but there are things where we so closely align and life happens the same way yes. at the same time a lot. It's just hilarious. Yeah.
1: It is. It's just do 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 It's really kind of creepy and freaky, but in the best way. I'm grateful that I, even though we do spend all the words to explain ourselves to each other, we already know which what we mean. We already get it.
0: Yes. That's fantastic. I feel obligated to apologize for my all the words. But not with you. I know. I don't feel guilty at all because no. you are going to have as many, if not more, and you're going to understand that <laughs> then I'm going to have to run away into the hole of my room. And decompress after I use all the words
1: But they also have to all come out Yeah, exactly We're going to get them out But then we'll have to rest a minute And then we'll have more right. And we already get it
0: Okay, we also both jump around a lot yep. So we were talking about your family Yes And then we talked about uh, cars And then now we're talking about I know, about well, it
1: started again. out with the hubbin situation Because after my divorce yes. I went on this mission trip And God just used all of that um, To bring Cody into my life again And we had known each other kind of from a distance for more than 10 years, but never really knew each other, of course, and had our own lives. And he had uh, has two precious kids, Mason and McKenna. And so I even knew them back when they were six and seven and eight years old. And it's so kind of weird to think about now, but just so cool and how God works that I had no idea that years later, the way that God would restore me and would bring love and the family that I had always dreamt of back into my life was through people that I already knew. And it makes me want to cry even saying it like that, but, um, God just had all of this stuff worked out. Like he, I usually say he didn't have a plan B. He just had a plan. He knew what humanity and what brokenness would enter my life and the mistakes that I would even make and that someone else would make as well. And he still had good things planned for me. And I do absolutely believe that his plan was for my good. And Cody is a part of that. I was never able to have babies myself. And I've always wanted human children. I've got three shisus who think they are human. (laughs) <laughs> because of it, one of them's bossy. Oh my goodness. One of them is yes, 105 years old and really bossy. but he he brought them into my life at just the right time and was already healing me. I was already going through that process of learning who I was in him and already feeling restored. But he used them to bring back the desires of my heart for love and family. And so I call myself a bonus mom, which I never wanted to be the evil, ugly stepmother. So I don't really like the stepmom thing, even though I know that's a legal term. But um, I wanted to be a bonus to their life because in my love for their daddy, They were the bonus that came along with it. And it was just like extra, a little bit of gravy on the side. So (laughs) I was grateful to finally have the opportunity to be a mom. Now, that also could be a whole nother thing. We talk about a whole nother podcast to talk about it.
0: because we will we will have more story times with Becky.
1: Yeah, and th- the whole step parenting blended family thing is a really deep conversation. But I am grateful beyond any way that I could even express my gratitude for the family that I have and the way God put us together is just beyond beautiful.
0: I mean, I think they're great. Yeah,
1: they're awesome, <laughs> and they're all giants too. Like I'm, I've never felt little in
0: my life. You would okay. never look at me and say I'm petite. But um, <laughs> okay. So one of the first interactions I had with you. And I was like, okay, she might think this is too much and overstepping my bounds, but I'll take that chance because I was just so amused by it. Mason was graduating yes, and Cody was taking him in like a teeny oh, tiny car yes. to a baseball game or something like a oh, sports yeah. car. yeah, I know.
1: They drove from Louisiana yeah, well, they drove from Arkansas to Chicago in a little teeny tiny Mercedes.
0: <laughs> Mason looks <laughs> like Mr. Incredible. He, he does. Yes. Mason looks like Mr. Incredible. And here's this big old guy in this teeny tiny little car. I, it might have even been the same color. I mean, they have the same
1: exact structure physically <laughs> as Mr. Incredible with the big shoulders and the teeny tiny legs.
0: I posted the picture that you shared next to the picture, like split screen <laughs> of them in the car and the yeah. Incredibles. And it just amused me. And I. I was so grateful that you were amused oh at my this, goodness, at the time yeah. pretty much a stranger sent you this picture
1: it was stinking hilarious because it's so true and they sat like that for 12 hours next to each other in this tiny but they were determined oh, as guys to go in their dream car to chicago to watch the cubs play and <laughs> they did it
0: if i were them my dream car would be a hummer and not a teeny tiny <laughs>
1: Car. No, I, I would rather not ride that far in that car, too. But I know they made some good memories. And, yeah, that was one of the first things I think I did share personally. My bonus son will be 20 in August. And Kenna is 16, like, dissociated, detached from the reality that I actually am old enough to have a 20-year-old. Do not believe that I am. <laughs> I feel like that makes me a cooler bonus mom. <laughs> and I've been in their life since they were 9 and 13. And it has been a ride.
2: I
0: realized there's someone I follow on Instagram who is a sculptor, and she was at some sculpting thing, I think, in France, and she was working on her little construction. So there's this wire frame, right? And she patching up the pieces of clay around it mm-hmm. to mold this shape. And if she bends it, it'll bend. And then she didn't like it, and she ripped it all off. Oh, wow. Or she might take a little bit off here, a little bit off there, and rebuild it back up again. And I've decided that in person, I'm like that wireframe. Mm. Like, I'm a sculptor with my words. People say that I say meaningful things, yes. but I feel very unimpressive in person. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a self-defeat. It's just that I have to have time to process it and edit. I know. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> Things and so, after all this processing and editing, you get like this work of Mm -hmm. art. But if you meet me for the first time, you might just get that wireframe that had all those hunks of clay ripped off because I totally didn't like what just happened.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what, that in itself is profound because. Most of the time, I don't believe we're ever going to be fully who we're supposed to be until we meet Jesus. Like we're not ever going to be perfect. We're always going to be in process. And I am always going to be that wireframe or even one of the clumps that Mm -hmm. fell off or that I took had to be taken off and worked on again, like as unattractive and as uneloquent as that sounds, we're always in process. And sometimes we meet people when we're in one of the hardest parts of the process. And so it's ugly. And it seems unlovable and maybe it does seem awkward or you don't have it quite figured out. And so some people can take you the wrong way or some people maybe get you, the, you know, even more because of that. But we're that is profound beyond because that's what we're in constantly. We're in process. We're always going to be growing and hopefully learning and and becoming And I love that about you. I love the way your mind works. That's one of the things that really drew me to you was because I knew, first of all, you're a deep thinker. Even though I say deep thinking and the deep feeling stuff gets me into deep (laughs) doo-doo, it still has gotten me into some really deep friendships, too. And it's because we kind of think along the same lines and we process similarly. And that's where the Wonder Twin thing comes into play. And God knew I needed that in you. And I do believe that in some way, as much as I don't have it worked out, maybe that's what it feels right for you too as a friend is that we're able to process it together and there's no judgment and we accept that this is the process we're in imperfect that wire awkward unfinished so awkward, whatever <laughs> that mess that we might feel at the moment but
0: yeah absolutely because we feel almost guilty it's a too muchness in our deep yeah. thinking and we have to apologize for the way that god made us oh lord yeah I, and honestly, mm-hmm. in times in the past where I have really struggled with maybe a depressive state or just not being able to get to an okayness within myself for a season mm-hmm. I realized that it's because I was really hating myself. I didn't realize it in the moment. I would never say, oh, I hate myself. It wasn't that blatant of a thing. But there were things Mm -hmm. about me that were the very essence of how God created me that I was loathing. And that really is a spit in the face of God. And so that really would mess with my closeness with him in the moment because I was saying you got it wrong.
1: Yeah. Oh, I resonate with that completely because you get into these patterns and habits too of guilt and you shame yourself and you correct yourself, you get onto yourself. And then sometimes I will go as far as even shutting it down. I will Mm -hmm. try to shut it down intentionally because first of all, I'm exhausted. Yes. (laughs) Second of all, I am worried that people are not going to get it or understand or feel that it is too much or too deep or too heavy or something's wrong with you. And so you do, you kind of shrink away. But there is freedom there is so much freedom when we finally say, you know what, this is it. This is the process. This is the part of the season that I'm in. And I do not have it together. There, there is that solidarity, that camaraderie, that sisterhood in the moment when we're able to say it's okay that we're not okay. And yeah. we can appreciate that and get that in each other and know that, too, we're not going to stay here. Eventually, this processing will help, or if it doesn't help, then we'll be able to put it down and surrender to whatever the Lord is doing and not try to figure it out on our own. That's the part he's still working on me.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's one of the most effective lies is that, okay, this is going to be forever yeah and be, that's the most defeating way. things and we've got to call that out because especially with you and i as dealing with autoimmune things it seems yes. i mean god can heal us and i hope that he does but he might not and yes. he's still good if he doesn't oh yes that foreverness yes like that feeling of okay this is this forever yeah. that it's overwhelming it and so overwhelming. to feel that in anything in your struggles in your external circumstances or in your personhood It's very short-sighted when we think about what forever really is, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Um, But even you and I were talking this morning, you said something about, you know, we're afraid we're going to be misunderstood. And, you know, there's a part of me that wants to say, oh, but you're not really misunderstood. But honestly, the truth is we are. Like you and not every single person here is going to be misunderstood. There are going to be people who take you wrong and there are going to be people who don't like you. Right. That's true. And... (laughs) It makes me think of that Friends episode. Phoebe says to Ross, "What is this this need that you have to have people agree with mm. you all the time?" Mhm. We can agree to disagree. That's true. But what is this need that we have that people have to approve of us all the time? They don't have to. In the end, there are going to be people that don't. And it's okay. And I don't want to say those aren't your people in the sense of just shake it off like Taylor Swift in like the heck with them. (laughs) I don't mean it like that. I just mean that there are other places Where God intends for you to put your energy. And so sometimes, and it may be that no person is more wrong than the other person. I mean, sometimes they are, but sometimes it's just God wants to funnel you somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And in order to get your attention to where it needs to be, there's got to be something there that separates you from that. Yeah.
1: Did that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. And I have said this before. A friend of mine was sharing with me. She said, you know, as God is taking us through this process, he's essentially trying to boil the junk to the surface so he can mm-hmm. scrape it off. And that sounds really disgusting, yes. but there is so much hurt and junk that we just kind of suppress and push down and um, and where all that self-loathing and all that stuff is. And he's going to give us situations where we have to practice surrender and practice letting that come out. Yes. And basically work its way out of us. He's trying to do that. He's trying to free us from these things. And sometimes that freedom only comes when we feel imprisoned by our bodies, when we feel like we're imprisoned by our situation and maybe by a painful relationship that we haven't seen restoration in. We'll get into these situations where we feel stuck. But he is working on getting that crap out, (laughs) trying to
0: pull all of that junk out of us. Get that junk out.
1: Um, And it's got to take that situation to do it. There's no other way for it to happen.
0: Something that was really sweet um, for me probably wasn't so fun for you, if you don't mind me sharing, is when we were in Waco or when I was in Waco and I came to visit you, I was blessed with one of the best feeling weeks I had had in a long time. Oh, the irony. And you were cursed (laughs) with the ways that you felt bad that were so awful were exactly the ways, and they weren't your normal ways, but they were exactly the ways that I often feel awful. And so it was, I was not glad that you felt bad. I know you don't take it that way, but I was able to see the gift in that, hey, Becca, when you're like this, you're not a burden to the world. Mm. Like People love you and there's value in you Ooh. in this state. <laughs> and it took me being with you who I care about, me wanting you to see that for me to be able to see well, it for myself. That was a very
1: hard week. We had been planning your trip forever, the first time for us to really get to meet face to face and spend time together. And have some of these autoimmune issues that we're learning and still, again, trying to figure out what it's Called so we can deal with it. That Some of these things are new for me in the last couple of years. So that week was one of the worst feeling weeks I've had in forever. And I'm like, what well, God, why in the world? This is supposed to be fun and enjoyable for us to have our friendship and for us to get to know each other. And you did get to know me. You got to know me in one of the <laughs> most vulnerable places that I had been in probably ever. And I felt completely exposed because I was not really able to control any of it. I was just not good. And you being there and being so kind and gracious really did bless me. And I'm grateful that at least in that moment, I mean, gosh, only he can turn it around and make that something teachable.
0: (laughs) Right. I'll tell you, I know this can be kind of an overused phrase in Christianese, but it it really was an honor. It was in some weird way, <laughs> a, a very precious gift of God to me and that you would allow me to sit with you in that and not be like, you know what, you need to catch a flight home. I don't know. It didn't feel like I just flew down to this Instagram friend who right. I'd never met in person before. Like, it felt like I'd sat in yeah. vulnerable places yeah. with you before. Well,
1: it was it was really an awesome, honestly, an awesome way for our, our friendship to even deepen in that moment because the Lord was teaching us both something and gosh, this is like the the second time I've cried already. So in fifty-one minutes, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it is a scary place to be when you don't know what's going on, and it feels like it it steals your life and it steals um, what you want to do. And one of the biggest things that you have shared with me in this process is to consider it all joy, and that I've heard that scripture before. I've I've heard it talked about before, but for me to really think. Okay. Again, back to the happy holder home. This is a choice. Happy is a choice to to know that that joy is unstealable and that joy can still be in the process of this when I feel the worst is something that the Lord is still working on me with, because I may not have answers for a while. I have my moments when I feel better, and then I go back, you know, to some of those that are not so lovely. But He is working on me, and I don't know, I'm I'm finding the joy in it. I'm finding ways to choose happy and to choose joy in the middle of the suffering. And our friendship is one of those places, seeing how faithful and how awesome my husband has been. I mean, he's proven himself over and over and over again in the last six years that we've been married now, that God blessed me with him and his patience and the way he has had to step up and be a caregiver. And that's not anything he signed up for. It's not anything that I wanted him to sign up for. So to find grace in those tangible ways has been huge. It's been huge.
0: And, you know, I've been working on memorizing Galatians, and as I've been memorizing it, I've been studying commentary on it, too. And just this past week, I was reading in uh, Tim Keller's Galatians for You. He was defining the fruit of the Spirit, the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, and uh, their opposites and their counterfeits. And I was having a conversation with my daughter about how mm, joy and happiness yes. aren't the same thing. And I know that a lot of us in church culture say that, but we don't really know how to yes. so we so put yeah, flesh please on that do. and really understand what that means. And I believe that he defined it as joy Mm. is a delight in who God is and his beauty and like his wonder. And that's not an exact quote, but joy is that delight. Right. And And that never changes. And its opposite is resentment. Mm. And its counterfeit is circumstantial elation. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, this makes sense because a lot of my feeling down would be when I feel sad and I feel guilty because I'm supposed to have joy, right. whereas I can completely be unhappy mm-hmm. and still totally be enamored by God yes. that I'm so I'm still possessing that joy in that Absolutely. moment, even in an unhappy moment. Yeah. I mean, happiness can go with joy, but it doesn't always. Yeah, well, that
1: that's that is the difference, too, because happy is that emotional feeling that we attach to a smile or to a laugh or to a, a state of mind because we don't feel like we have any disappointments. But that joy never changes. It never goes away. That is constant because that joy is not derived from us. That is not something Mm -hmm. that we produce on our own. But within that, within the pain and the suffering too, I feel like we get to choose gratitude. We get to choose how we look at the situation because we can trust who he is, period. Yes. So, and then that happiness is something that we get to choose and show to the world in the middle of some of the worst times of our life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. I'm telling you, this memorizing the scripture is wrecking yeah. me in the best of ways. It, it really, really is. I When I started out memorizing it, I was like, Galatians, really? And now I'm just... You know, the word is living and yes. active and I'm seeing things and understanding things and it's just every day I'm just laid out. Yep. So I think it's
1: amazing. It. it I talk about that a lot on my radio show that we try to point people to the word of God because it's transformative. It is his living word that has power that absolutely can overwhelm and cover up any of the stuff that we're going through. And it reminds us of the truth because there are so many lies that we tend to fall into and hang on to and even cling to sometimes because we think we have to define wherever we are and whatever our hurt is, but man, His word is so full of life and power. And I remember being that kind of awkward homeschooler back in the day, uh, wearing my culottes and <laughs> and learning the Book oh, of Jude. thats something else we yep. had in common. <laughs> But I was learning stuff like Matthew chapter 5, which is 44 verses, and I didn't really understand the value of it then as I do now. And the Lord is reminding me always that I don't have the power, I don't have life, and any of that joy that I'm talking about if I'm not constantly tapped into it. And that's something that's still in my flesh is a process for me to choose that, to surrender daily to that and...
0: And okay. it will be till till we
2: yep, till go Exactly. Finally letting go After all these years And as myself is dying Jesus is trying To come through God tell me why I'm hurting Does this mean that I'm Healing. Know this painful trip I'm taking. Will it be over soon? Will it be over soon? I.
0: When I met you, it happened to be in a season, well, really more than a season, a process of years where I felt as though, but I came to the awareness that my voice had been proverbially stolen by the enemy and I wasn't allowed to speak. Yeah almost, that what I had to say had no value, that everything that came out of my mouth was a mistake. And then, as often happens with me, and maybe it's the same with you, sometimes our spiritual battles manifest in our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that happens for everybody, but it does happen for me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have scriptural basis for that. That's just my experience <laughs> with what happens with me. And I have had trouble with my job yeah. to the point that I could no longer read a paragraph to my children without breaking out into tears. Um, I had to even quit worship team things, so one of my biggest connections with and I guess refreshments from God was singing and yeah. praise and worship, and I had to step back from that. And it's not even the platform thing. I I can't. I still can't often sing in the right. pew because it messes up. And it's not just a pain thing. It messes up a uh, nerve damage mm-hmm. situations that affect the rest of yep. the day. And so my voice was stolen in that way, and I felt further and further unintentionally isolated. And then you know there were just personal heart issues were that paralleled. And then I met you and, you know, we vibed and that was awesome. And I had shared that with you. And that's kind of what God was working through me the most, probably in the season where we started to get to know each other was regaining that voice. He would direct me toward certain books, um, certain scriptures, just to remind me that he had something for me to say. And in fact, the last verse that I memorized last year and what I decided to adopt as my kind of theme verse for this year was, now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall mm-hmm. speak. And at that time, I, had, I didn't even have an inclination for a podcast. Yep. I had no idea. And, and I don't think that's just about the podcast. I think it's about so sure. many more things beyond the podcast. But that wasn't even really... Right. on my radar. It wasn't like, I want to start a podcast, so I'm going to make this my verse. Like, yeah. I didn't know that when I when I picked that verse. Surprise! Right. One of the treatments that I get sometimes for my connective tissue damage is something called prolotherapy that involves yeah. injections. And they're very painful, but they make the difference in me being able to function for a larger period of time after the fact. And what it does is it kind of tricks your body into thinking that it has a new injury so that it will repair itself. Yeah. The purpose of it. I was in this appointment, and I was getting this prolotherapy injection, and he hit a nerve. I think probably yeah. literally. Yikes. And you know, the more damage that there is, the more pain yeah. will happen <laughs> in in the recovery nope. process. And I legitimately saw mm-hmm. my pain. Like this is not me making an illustration. This is I physically. My eyes were closed, but. Where he hit the pain, I saw a green flash in the shape of like a neuron, Mm -hmm. like electric green with tendrils, and it was mimicking the pain that I was feeling in my back, in my shoulder. It just, it was creating a mat of the pain as I was feeling it. And it was just so bizarre that I actually saw my pain. I was like, wow, well, that can kind of almost preach on its own, right? Oh, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Out of that. So I was visiting you in Waco in January, and you were in your closet with the door open, and uh, I was just sitting in the room, and we were waiting on the trains to pass for you to be able to record your radio show. <laughs> and my neighbor to stop you would say something and be like, <laughs> "There'd be cats outside the window." Yeah. And you just have to wait for them to pass. Now your program—you have a good program because you work for a legitimate radio station. <laughs> And I was watching you speak, and you were talking about my visit, and you were talking just about the goodness of God, and I don't remember exactly what you said. But as you were saying these life-giving words... I could see them on the screen. You know how the little, uh, the sound, um, the sound waves on the frequency. Screen? Yes. You could see the frequencies coming across the screen like I can right now on my computer as we're talking right now that just, you know, show the inflections in your voice and the rise and fall. And on your program, it was in that exact same shade of electric green that mm-hmm. I saw my pain in when I had that prolotherapy shot. And it was in that moment, I felt God speak to me. I mean, not audibly, but that your voice of truth is a remedy i had seen my pain stuck in my body and i had seen my healing outside of it and my voice having a sense of been proverbially and sometimes literally been a theme that god has been and in many ways still is working out in me and just like that the podcast was birthed out of obedience you saw your pain and now you see your healing for that pain and it's in your voice And the words of affirmation that God spoke just in that moment and even in the days following. And you didn't know I had heard that. And then you just kept saying about, hey, you you know, you need to start a podcast. You know, Yep. (laughs) just all these confirmations and even leading up to that, almost like priming the pump. You know, one thing that I love Instagram for is, again, telling stories and being able to help people. In fact, I just reposted something that Karen Swallow Prior had written about forget everything that the experts tell you about building a platform use your social media to serve people Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much my uh, view of social media Um, initially honestly I switched to Instagram and kept it intentionally small because I was trying to hide away from the world a little bit and and that changed and as that changed God said to use that to serve people and it's so funny because as I felt like I had no voice and, and I don't want to sound self-consumed here, but people would get on and say, that was so meaningful. You're a writer or just encouragements like that where I could tell that they were genuinely touched. Right. And honestly, I bowed up against it at first. Like I did not <laughs> like that. I mean, thank you, but you crazy. Yeah. Yep. I, I know, I know that feeling too well too. <laughs> He was priming the pump and he still is. And bless all of you who have been so kind to this person who does not know how to take a compliment and is still very much working on just receiving Mm -hmm. love from God through people. That It was just amazing to see all those things come together. Yeah. And now here we are, and you're on my podcast, and your voice was kind of a, a launching point. It was literally in that moment. It's like, okay, catalyst, yeah, catalyst. I'm I'm doing this. It, there wasn't even that much yeah. consideration. I picked the verse, January I saw you, and like, by the end of January, <laughs> I had a microphone. <laughs> yep,
1: you were already planning it out, and I was so proud of you, too, because... In order to even step into that obedience, to, to find the voice, to say the things that the Lord has called you to say, to share your story and other stories, you had to take those steps, those steps of faith. And where you feel like you're crazy, like, what am I doing? Why am I ordering a microphone? Basically, Why in the world am I actually making a pod closet out of <laughs> what used to hold all kinds of junk? Like, what? why am I doing this?
0: <laughs> Pretty awesome. Well, I knew that if I didn't do it immediately, I would yeah. forget the truth of what God had spoken to me. And God mm, has given me mm-hmm. an amazing husband who doesn't just encourage me. I could I could say that mm. I want to go to the moon and he'd be like, you know, if you really want to do that, then maybe God will work it like he's... I think we both have some big blessings in that area
1: because Cody's the same Yeah, world.
0: we really do. I'm the one that's like stingy with the money and all that stuff. He was never like, oh, that <laughs> microphone costs how much? No. He's like, well, I think yeah. you should do it. And if it doesn't work out, I'm sure we'll find a purpose for it somewhere. Yeah. He's just great. Thank you, God, yeah. for letting me meet my husband when I was 15 and grow up with this man who yeah. is such oh, wow. a pillar of God yeah. in my life. I was going somewhere yeah. else with that, but I don't even know That's what okay, it was. That, I appreciate I'm my you, though, husband.
1: I'm grateful for the husbands that he's given us, for our friendship, for the timing of that. I think that
0: where I was going with it was that that it is God's. This podcast, if it falls flat tomorrow and I can't find the money a month to pay for it, it's still God's. What he did with it is his. Whatever it is, it's his. And that seems like a good thing. And everyone can nod and say, I mean, if they believe in God, (laughs) they can say, yes, that is God's. What a great perspective way to, you know, give that to him. But what is also God's is my body that I feel like or have felt like has betrayed me. And that is also God's. And it is also Mm -hmm. going to bring him so much glory. And that's where I can find that joy we were talking about in the Lord where I just look in awe. We say the word awesome a lot, but I'm really in awe at how he can take these things that seem so minuscule or terrible and turn them into something absolutely wonderful and just give him all the glory for it. It's yeah. amazing. And our friends is amazing. Is one of those things.
1: And honestly, this whole process, I don't know how people do it without Jesus. I've said that before. I really don't. And if anything else through my Instagram, even through my home decor account, I, I pray that people will see that. They'll see that Jesus has made the difference in my life and that I give him the glory for whatever it is that I think I've accomplished, whatever it is that I've gone through, just no way that... I'd be able to stand up and do anything at this point, physically, emotionally, mentally, any of that stuff because of the stuff that I've survived in my life and stuff that I've experienced if it weren't for my relationship with Jesus. That is the only way that I have overcome things that I've been through already. And then I know because he's been faithful there, because he's the same God yesterday, today and forever, that he's also going to help me walk through what I'm going through now. I'm not alone even in the moments when I feel like it, but I am grateful too when sometimes I can't feel him in the middle of it or feel him or see evidence of him working. He gives me that tangible friendship in you, that tangible grace in the compassion and help from my husband. I can look and at least see those things around me tangibly and remember who he is because of that.
0: That's so important. I remember in one of my earlier episodes was called Faith and Remembering. And at the time I was studying Exodus about how God commanded the Israelites to remember, to set up a ceremony or a a celebration to remember what he was doing. Yes, before he actually did the thing. Like he's like, you're going to remember this and how just remembering back to his past faithfulness is so important for developing our faith in the moment.
1: Absolutely. That's huge.
0: All right, girl. Well, we've been on it for a long time. By the time this gets out to people, it won't be as long. I want to close it by uh, maybe we can think of something amusing. So we're Wonder Twins. One of our Wonder Twin maladies, if you will, is misophonia. Oh, what is the worst word that you can think of right now? The worst word? Oh, goodness. A couple just popped into my head
1: and I don't want to say it because I'll cringe. Well, one of them is, um, well, the word ointment.
0: Oh, this weekend we were driving to Juliana's swim meet and we passed a gas station called the sack and pack.
1: Oh, God! yes. I know how you feel about that.
0: <laughs> I know. It's like Hebrew words. I love knowing what the original language means. Right. I don't like Hebrew pronunciation. Right. Something about that K, scratchy. The c- in it that sounds like you're hawking a huh. i just don't like those sounds yeah and i'm
1: painfully aware of this stuff too being on radio and i know you feel that way now on a podcast because when you're hearing yourself through your headphones you hear all the things you don't
0: want to say the noises you don't want to make but we do it anyway the spit sounds that you can't edit yes. out because my microphone is so good that it picks up all of them yep, it's <laughs> so good <laughs> What's a annoying noise?
1: Oh, the worst is, is still the mouth noise, the smacking thing. The smacking or chewing. I'm, I'm like, I love my family until we sit in the living room together and the TV's not on and we're eating supper. Like I cringe over and over. I'm like, somebody turn on the TV quick. <gasps> So there's rarely a meal that we will eat at the table because of the mouth noise, the chewing. It's
0: between the mouth noises for me and super high-pitched, almost dog-quality oh, yeah, f- sounds that other people for can't sure. hear, but I can. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, I know. I do love my family. I promise I do. <laughs>
0: I just don't like to hear them chew, or scream, or just do that, or grunt, <laughs> or things that they don't even know they're doing. Yep, exactly, or tap. just don't make noise. be quiet. Yeah. When then when they're quiet, you can hear all these other noises. We really can't escape no. it. We'd be really easy to uh, break in torturous situations. <laughs> we would be the Dritting. first to go, wouldn't we? <laughs> I give up. I give up. <laughs> Please just don't sing. I could sing of your love forever one more time. (laughs) We used to call it I could sing of your love forever forever because it could go on and on and on. Oh my gosh.
1: I love you and I'm so thankful I got a chance to be on your
0: podcast. I'm so glad you came. We will do it again. We'll have to save up the words for it. Well, there'll be plenty. Just give it a couple of days. I'm so glad you joined us today for our story time with Beck and Nay on word quota. I had a blast. I'm pretty sure she had a blast even though she did cry twice. That just means you know it's good, right? I mean, I think tears are an indicator of wowness. Don't forget to check out Nay at Happy Holder Home on Instagram. If you think that what we said was meaningful to you and you'd like for other people to be able to benefit from that and participate in that, if you could just rate and review the show, that would be so incredibly helpful. I know I admittedly really Ever did that until I started a podcast myself and I understood how important it was. So put it on your checklist if you're a checklist person and say, hey, go to iTunes and give Word Quota a rate and review. And then you would have at least accomplished one thing today and helped somebody. Thanks again for joining me on Word Quota. I'm Beck McNew reminding you to fulfill your Word Quota
2: well.